0: Are you all ready to join me today in our trip to outer space? Come along quietly, or not. I will talk to you about it.
1: For there is nothing
0: else. Some artist who bait a hook. Yes. To bite upon it.
1: Hello, this is Albert Shivers, and you're listening to another episode of the Planet Shivers podcast. I am very excited for this one today. The gangster of comedy, Tony Viagra, is on the show. But before we get to him, I want to give you guys some updates about a little bit of what's been going on in my head. First of all, my art will be at the Create and Be Art Studio in Strasbourg, PA for the next month. Go check it out. I am So happy to have my work hanging next to the work of Courtney Natt, Sylvia Thompson, and the fantastic photography of Marcus Natt. Yes, those two are related. Um, If you want to check out more what's going on with my art, you can go to my Instagram, at Albert Shivers, or on Facebook, which is, of course, Albert Shivers. Fresh on the page is my ink portrait of Andrew Dice Clay. I did a time-lapse video that I want to get more into detail with you guys next week. If you check out the video, I did the whole thing by hand. Just like the woman working the night shift at the massage parlor, all my best work. is done completely by hand. I'm, I'm happy about that. I've worked a long time to get to that level. Let me tell you, there's been plenty of times I've been up to my ass In shitty art. The kind of art that makes your family wish you would have died young and never picked up a pencil. Another funny thing is for the sake of the video I put on fingerless gloves as a, a funny little nod to Andrew Dice Clay and I ended up enjoying how it felt drawing with these fingerless... I put on fingerless wool gloves and I enjoyed how I drew with them. It didn't it didn't make the sketching out any easier with the pencil. That took some adjustment, but it didn't take as much adjustment for me to do the inking in, the outlining, and the painting. As a matter of fact, my hand slid across the page a little bit better than it did with the friction of just the side of my palm. So I may actually start wearing the gloves to draw from now on and in future videos. I got a lot more art videos planned out. I really have a ton of new ideas. I hardly have the time to get to them, but I'm excited. I got a, a bit of a new setup to be able to film things the right way so that you can see things from the blank page, from the sketching, to it inking out. That's enough of that. Let's get to my guest. I'm super excited. The gangster of comedy. Tony Viagra is on the Planet Shivers podcast. I'll catch you on the other side.
0: I can hear you too. How's it going, man?
1: Good. Good. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I just I went on a blind date. I was just on a blind date. Uh-huh. That is good and you know, it started off pretty good. You know, we we uh we uh, met outside, we we're gonna meet outside, and when I when I first saw her, like she, she started waving and she was really excited. She kept waving and dancing around. I, this is gonna be really cool. She had epilepsy. That's a good one. It's gonna call 911 i was gonna um, call nine one one, but she shit herself, so I called nine one two.
1: So, I'm gonna give you a quick intro, and I'm um, please those, do. Those will those will be in the that'll be in the show. I said I've been checking out your videos and things, and um, yeah, so, so far, sorry to hear that.
0: Yeah. I'm, t- I'm surprised you're still talking to me after seeing my videos. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's a, it takes a lot to turn me off, I guess. Yeah. Um, so yeah. how um, how did you get into doing comedy?
0: Well, that's a great question. How did I get into doing comedy? Well, when I was in the Air Force about forty-one years ago, I first—I first got the desire, the urge uh, to do stand-up comedy, and uh, and then uh, things just went the way they did, and uh, and uh, I just—it was like I evolved. I evolved. I kept evolving, and and. Uh, I developed uh, this character eventually. Uh, I love to, in fact, I do several characters. I love to do characters. This is my main character, of course, Tony. Uh-huh. It's my main character. And I'll send you two videos after the show. Where uh, one where I'm comedian Bob Hopeless, and another one where I'm uh, Frank Purdue for Purdue Pharma. I'll send you both of those. I did okay. two videos of that. Okay. What, and what, uh,
1: what is Bob Hopeless?
0: Comedian Bob Hopeless. If you're old enough to remember a famous comedian named Bob Hope. I do. He used to entertain the troops.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Well, comedian Bob Hope was entertaining the troops in Pyongyang, North Korea. Uh, Kim Jong-un.
1: Uh-huh.
0: His buddy. His old buddy, Kim Jong-un. So I'll send you that video. and I'll send you both videos. Maybe you want to play them on one of your future podcast, which would be great if you want to.
1: Yeah. I'll include them in this one. a ton of videos
0: yeah. I've done. Yeah, I do. You know, I've... Uh, Oh god, Rusty Floorboard, uh the Comedy Cowboy. Uh that's probably my my number 2 character. is Rusty Floorboard the Comedy Cowboy. And uh uh mm. uh Lance Boyle, is another one. Lance Boyle. Uh and uh um, I think there's some others too. Uh but I like to I like to do characters always. Tony's my main character. I developed this character years ago. Uh-huh. And not not because of the drug. I just thought it was a great name, Tony Viagra. Without yeah. you know, oh, man, oh, you know, don't get too hard, you know. Fuck you, you know. something to do with the goddamn fucking drug. I just thought it was, you know, a cool name for a comedian.
1: Yeah.
0: Tony Viagra.
1: It's catchy. You it's know, got a so, ring.
0: Yeah, like a, like a, you know, like a, like a slick asshole. You know, Tony Viagra. You know, the gangster comedy. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned you were. I'm a gang. I'm am a gangster comedy.
1: Yeah.
0: I am a gangster comedy. Yes, I am.
1: How'd you get that name?
0: Well, that name comes from uh, uh, a song that was out several years ago, a hip hop song called Damn It Feels Good to Be a Gangster by the Ghetto Boys. Mm-hmm. And I love that song. And that's where I got the idea that I'm not only telling you my argument, I'm a gangster comedy. And that's, that song is my intro music by the Ghetto Boys. That's my intro music. That when someone has the technical capabilities to play my intro music, they play that when I'm going on. Hmm. So at least I have a theme song.
1: That's that's important. You mentioned you were in the Air Force. Um, yes. You got into comedy after that.
0: Well, that's where I first got got you know the bug, the desire, and uh, yeah, I got in after that. Uh, because I almost bled to death in the Air Force, and I kind of fucked things up. And, hmm. and uh, I got out. Uh, I was interested in comedy, very interested in comedy, but uh, I also was interested in uh, getting a job and getting a master's degree at the time. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, and then I had this uh, this balancing act. I, you know, I loved comedy stand-up. And I, uh, then I had this thing where I, I, had, a, I had to go to law school. I had this thing right my head was gonna explode if I didn't go to law school. And so I went to law school at night while I worked. So that was a lot of my life was working and going to school at night, getting a masters, getting a JD. That was a lot of my fucking life. And but I was you know, stand up was always there and um, stand up does not pay the bills, but attorney does. Yeah. And but I started quite a few years ago. I started Oh, I mean, writing material years ago. So writing material years ago. You know, material, yeah, mostly like about my failed marriage and and uh, horrible dating experiences. That was like, you know, that's with the lady who brought you. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, I've expanded into many other areas since then. I'm, you know, comedy being a comedian is always it's an ongoing evolution. Like you're always evolving as a comedian, hopefully, unless you're dead. And you're always evolving as a comedian. And you always, you know, like during the pandemic, which actually is still going on, but I'm back doing live shows now, thankfully, because I got the vaccine. But during the pandemic, I did tons of Zoom shows. I mean, I did loads of Zoom shows. Mm-hmm. And I love Zoom shows because they were so good because it kept me busy. But it helped me. I was keep working. I was writing new material and working new material. And doing these Zoom shows it was a good opportunity to work my new material. And so I would stay very busy instead of. During the pandemic, the pandemic was very good for stand-up. I, I did Zoom shows like all over the world. I networked with comedians all over the world. And uh, made a, a few really good comedy friends. Uh, a few during the pandemic. A few really good friends in the comedy business. And, uh, but I'm so glad uh, to be back on stage. That was my second live show uh, for Nate Marks at King Coffee. And it was a good show. It was a really good show. I need to do more shows like that. Mm-hmm. And I have a show up here. Uh, I'll be in Hanover, Pennsylvania, July 16th at the Church of Saturn Comedy Club, July 16th. So anybody in the area, head out to the Church of Saturn, Hanover, July 16th, where you can see Tony Viagra. and I got to tell you, folks, it's a small comedy club, and lately I hear it's selling out, so go online and get your tickets, because I hear their shows are selling out. Only, the place only holds 50 people, hmm. so and uh, so I'll be there July 16th. I'll also be there July 31st, too, but uh, July 16th, and I'll be at a show... Somewhere around Harrisburg, I don't know the exact location, July 22nd, uh, I'm doing a show for a very funny comedian. A good friend, his name is Gatto. Gatto, I'm doing his show, July 22nd. I don't have the exact location yet, but it's somewhere around Harrisburg. Okay. July 22nd for yes. Gatto. Gatto's a good guy. He's one of my comedy friends and a uh, very funny guy, too. Very funny guy. Hmm.
1: So um, what kind of things, um, how would you describe your act to someone who's not seen you, let's say?
0: Well, I describe my act as, first of all, it's not family-friendly, okay? And it's already edged comedy, and it's self depreciating humor, because most of it is about the jokes on me. Mm-hmm. And that's one style comedy that I've always just gravitated to, and it's just like a, a natural thing for me because of my fucked up life. And my failed marriage hmm. and all these horrible dating experiences. So, I mean, just, I mean, that's all material, all that crazy, it's all material, you know? Hmm. And, you know, they say, these fucked up things happen to you. They say, take it on stage. And that's what I do. I take it on stage. And, but I'm, you know, I'm a, you know, a lot of it's about my failed marriage and about horrible dating experiences. But now, like, I do a lot of stuff about material about COVID. I okay. do a lot of stuff about COVID. And I do, uh, other new stuff too, uh, a lot of new stuff. You know, different all the wide wide range of topics. It's not all about uh, you know my horrible marriage for these psycho bitches. I mean, there's other things I do now too. You know, I do other things about oh about how people define themselves with cars. You know, that's what I love doing. That's yeah. kind of new. I love doing it too. It gets a good response too, and uh, uh, the. Uh, you know, uh you know the difference you know the, the the weather lady on the news and the traffic lady on the news I do think about those two and sometimes it gets a little catty. I, I I like that too and uh and uh about some TV commercials this was about some TV I like that one for colo guard you a commercial TV for colo guard No. it's a TV there's a little a little a little box with a face on arms it's a talking box and what it really it's a box of shit. and you're supposed to so to put your shit in this box and mail it away, and to see if you have colon cancer. But the box is talking; as it's, it's happy and smiling and it has little arms and little legs. And, you know, I do some material about about Cologuard. Mm-hmm. So I wish I, you know, I wish I had a talking box of shit at my house. You know, I think it'd be pretty neat. Because sometimes I get lonely here. You know? It might be a good idea. You know, I'll break the loneliness if I had a box of shit to talk to. And we could develop like a you know rapport. You know, you know, not only talking about you know getting checked for colon cancer, but we could. You know, we can expand and develop a real uh, friendship. Like, we can start talking, you know, advise me to put more fiber in my diet and, and lower my cholesterol, and it could really turn into something good.
1: What are, I'm curious, what um, what are the differences between the traffic woman and the weather woman on the news?
0: Oh, oh sure, sure. I mean, have you ever noticed uh, how the weather lady on TV is, she's always young, she's always attractive, She's always high energy. Have you ever noticed that? Yeah. You ever notice how the traffic lady usually isn't quite as young as the weather lady, and she's not quite as attractive as the weather lady. She's not quite as bubbly as the weather lady. Have you ever noticed that? You ever noticed that? Well, makes me wonder. Sometimes it gets a little catty between the weather lady and the traffic lady. I was thinking maybe sometimes when they go to commercial break, maybe it sounds a little bit like this. Hey, traffic bitch! traffic bitch! Hey, traffic bitch! Hope you're playing traffic on the interstate. Hey, weather twat! Yo, weather twat! Hey, weather twat! You better start showing more cleavage and second more dick, or they'll bring some hoe
1: and replace you, weather twat. I think that's exactly what goes on when the cameras are off.
0: Thank you. That was my that was my perception too.
1: Yeah. So, how how long were you an attorney for? Are you still
0: I've been an attorney, attorney? long yeah I'm still an attorney okay. uh I'm still an attorney don't hold that against me okay yeah. uh uh I, my specialty is com- comedian law <laughs> <laughs> comic law <laughs> uh, I've been an attorney like oh fuck a long time uh, oh god oh man like 28 years but 20, okay. something like that yeah yeah I'm still an attorney but I I, I just uh, oh, 100% of my practice is stand up comedy. Uh, uh, I had enough of that attorney bullshit, the legal bullshit, mm. and dealing with all these sociopathic fucking assholes. I just had enough. Yeah. Does I any... served my time. I served my time. Mm-hmm. I served hard time. Enough of that bullshit. I'm too old for that bullshit. Yeah.
1: Does any of that make it into your act? Uh, not really. People say, I, I,
0: you, you do attorney jokes. I don't have any fucking attorney jokes. I don't want to talk about fucking attorneys. I don't understand I don't need fucking attorney jokes. Yeah, you know, and you, know, you feel like telling them, like, hey, go just go fuck yourself. You know that's, easy. and, but uh, no, I don't do any. And I have plenty of war stories, but yeah, thank goodness it's not in my material. Ah, it's all bullshit. No, I put I, like to, I put really funny stuff in my you know hopefully because I want to make people laugh. that's why I'm here. Mm-hmm. But it's really, I have plenty of war stories and. It's too fucking pathetic, most of it, and uh, it's too boring. So I, I just, you know, it's like I, I did it. It's you know, I served my time. It's, it's like it never happened. It's behind me, you know. It's like, fuck it, you know, it's over. It's behind me, and so I'm a I'm a comedian. That's what I am. I'm a stand-up comedian. That's my passion. That's my love. That's what took me forever to get to, and so. Uh, I don't run around telling everybody I'm an attorney because oh he's a big fucking prick you know you know, I don't want that you know I don't know who, oh he's an asshole comedian that's okay then you know right. oh he's a fucking prick attorney I don't want to hear that he, he, he's a fucking he's a fucking asshole comedian that's okay
1: so well where are you from Tony are you from PA oh yeah
0: I mean officially I'm from Motel Six okay. but I'm from PA. Up in the coal region, the PA, the coal region. So
1: it's like the scranton Wilkesbury right?
0: Well, oh, a little below that, the coal region is a pretty big swath okay. of area. The coal region, the coal region goes from Lake Schuylkill County up to northern Lackawanna County. That's like it's a big, that's a big area, and it encompasses a lot of ground, a lot of turf. And I am from the coal region, of course, the anthracite region, because you know Western PA has a coal region too. That's uh, Bitumen is soft coal. Where I come from is anthracite hard coal, mm-hmm. where I come from. And, of course, the coal business uh, and uh, that area has been dying for decades. It's very depressed. Yeah. It's very depressed. And going back there gets me very depressed. So I don't go back there because I don't like getting depressed. Yeah. I can stay down here and get depressed. What the fuck do I have to go up there and get depressed for and, and burn all that fucking gas? Uh, save the gas, stay here, and get depressed. It's a lot cheaper, right?
1: Agreed. If you could, if you could find yeah. it where you are, you might as well stay. Fuck yeah, <laughs> yeah. So what do you, yeah. you you mentioned it before? What are your what are your some of your experiences with crazy bitches?
0: <laughs> oh boy, you know, I sat at a grocery store. I was at a grocery store today. It's crazy. Fucking. A lady walked right up to me. She said, "Do you believe in love at first sight?" Before I could answer, I realized. She had a glass eye and, 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 you know, I'm excited and honored to announce I have a new girlfriend. Yes, I have a new girl. Her name is and But I call her Dottie. Yeah, she has big dots on her arms from stage four skin cancer. So I took her to the beach. She showed me a college picture from 45 years ago. just smoking fucking hot 45 years ago. So every time we fuck. I made her tape that picture to her forehead. And when you do a dog style, I make her take that picture to her big fat ass. You know, women go through a lot of scotch tape. You know, she, she's still kind of hot. She wears orthopedic fuck me shoes. She drives around town in one of those chick cars, you know. Avava. But she said. She said, I'm bored. I said, You're bored? I said, let's play dump truck. She said, What's that? I said, You back up. I'll give you my load, and you haul it away. And, you know, she's into this natural birth control bullshit. This natural birth control bullshit. If she's into that, you know, she's in rhythm method. She plays the drums while I beat off. You know, she's and she's one of these bougie. You know, bougie. I love that word, bougie. Some of my friends say bougie. That's a she's bougie. She's really bougie, old you know, fashioned, fashion. She's so bougie. She even has Gucci bags in her eyes. Uh, you want to hear about some more? toxic bitches or is that enough
1: you can keep going i also don't want you to, to blow your whole act here gotta give people a reason to come yeah. see you too
0: uh yeah i got lots of material but it's okay i got tons of material tons of crazy bullshit right in here it's all in here
1: what about what about your, your your ex-wife oh, her our,
0: hmm. oh yeah my ex-wife my ex my x y and z I think she has an X, Y, and Z chromosome. Yeah. You know, you know, it's important you know that I had her death experience, my marriage. I married Hitler's daughter. It wasn't fun. And you know, I lost 200 pounds of satellite. I got divorced. I'm glad she's gone. Yes, I am. I'm glad she's gone. You know, she's very superstitious. She had a rabbit's foot, her other foot's normal. I was looking for my soulmate. Wonder about a soulmate? I wonder a woman who is stable. She belongs in a stable. I had a trophy bride, and she's a trophy bride. You know, I had a trophy—I really did. I had a trophy bride. Oh, she's on the wall next to the trophy moose. That's a little right. sampling of uh
1: yeah.
0: of the uh, malicious lotus yeah. shit that I was married to, unfortunately, yeah. due to my naivety naivete when it comes to women. In other words, when it comes to women, I'm a naive schmuck when it comes to women. So when, I to, when I want to meet women, what I do is I put on a big sandwich board that says naive schmuck on it. I go out to bars and walk around trying to meet women just so they know who I am. I want to be right up front. Naive schmuck. If you're naive schmuck, I'm your man.
1: So I take it didn't end well.
0: No, it did not end well. Uh, did, oh, yeah, in a way it did. No, it did not end well. Thank God she's gone. Uh you know, thank God she's gone. But uh, the end of well and the respect that she's gone—that's the well part. She's gone. But you know, just to, you, know, so you don't think I'm a big fucking asshole. You know, I wish my—I want my ex to have the very best. I really do. I want her to have the best, the best of everything. Only the best. The best chemotherapy. The best radiation. The best artificial limbs. The best prosthesis. The best wheelchair. The best crutches. Only the best, the best of everything. I said that with kindness and respect.
1: <laughs> Makes sense. Well, that's good that you don't have any hard feelings then.
0: I don't. Yeah. I want her to have the best. Only the best.
1: So when you only when, the best when you're the best do- funeral. Uh, <laughs> when you when when you're doing the your best
0: funeral. embalming, <laughs> the best embalming.
1: When um when you're doing your act, Tony, do, do you ever? I I hope that you don't, but do you ever worry about the how the the PC. Culture has gotten hold of things? No.
0: Okay. No. No, and fuck them. Yeah. Uh, I got a special announcement. I have a special answer for the PC culture and that's it's like, go oh, fuck yourself. But no, I don't worry about that. But I must say, I must say comedy is a crazy thing. Because sometimes like last Thursday night, I just stand up in front of my crowd. Yeah. Last Thursday night was my crowd. Okay? And then when it's my crowd, it's heaven. When I opened for Doug Stanhope a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. this crowd was my crowd and it was great. Right. Was there other times where it was not my crowd. I felt like I was doing stand-up at the, at the Shakespeare festival. It was not my crowd and it sucked. Hmm. It sucked. And uh, there's been several instances of that. So I try to screen uh, my situations to make sure I don't walk into something where they're expecting a Christian comedian type thing. I want to, to go into where I hope it's going to be my crowd. So I try to screen it. And if I, somebody comes along and says, Oh, we went to a family friendly comedy. Uh, yeah. Uh, fuck off. And, and, uh, but if somebody says, Hey, we want Tony Viagra because we watch your videos and we, okay, cool. Then you know what you're getting. So, but as far as, you know, somebody, I don't have got people walk out of my shows already. You know, women, especially women who get the door walk out, you know, and then, you know, that I can always sing, uh, I can always sing a special song when they get it. Like, there she goes. Miss America walking out of here. Quicker shit don't stink. Nice. that's that's what they deserve for walking out. But
1: yeah. It's so fucking rude and ignorant.
0: Yeah, especially yeah, sometimes I walk out and start talking about eating rotten cunt. And that's very disrespectful and rude to get up and walk out during that that, that crescendo of my of my Uh stand-up. You know, know, when they get up and and walk out during during the the crescendo of Madame Butterfly, those assholes, when they get up and walk out during the crescendo of of Beethoven's Symphony Old Detroit, fuck no. The same rule goes for Tony Viagra when when he said I'll eat a rotten cunt. You you sit down and you pay attention because this is serious stuff. This is serious material. I'm not fucking around.
1: I can tell what um what do you consider to be your crowd?
0: My crowd my crowd the in crowd the in crowd my crowd is usually uh well, drunks <laughs> people are really fucking stoned people are really fucking drunk ah it's just people that are there to laugh that's why they're there they're there to laugh they're there to drink maybe and maybe get. Uh, smoke some weed I don't give a fuck but they're basically they're there to laugh that's my crowd they're there to laugh they don't give a fuck if it's politically correct politically incorrect they're there to laugh they're there to laugh and, and they know people like you know my reputation is kind of getting out there you know what I mean and I guess I hope it is and so I mean that's how I, you know that's how I got that's the second time I headlined for Nate Marks because he found out you know somebody said hey you, you know you, you ever hear Tony Wagner you know you know, long standing, you know, yeah. now we're good friends. And I've headlined for him twice. So, but yeah, my crowd is just, you know, blue collar. Uh, people are there to laugh. People are there to drink. People are there to uh, edibles, weed, whatever. But they're there to laugh and have fun. Yeah. And that's my crowd. Yeah. And they're not worried about what's, oh, oh, oh. he dropped a C bomb. Oh my God. He just dropped a C bomb. Oh
1: boy.
0: Yeah, they're left. That's my crowd. They're left. You know, uh, you, know uh, you know, sitting like they uh sitting like they're. Like they, you know, I've you know, had plenty of war stories about when it wasn't my crowd. You know, where uh-huh. I feel like I was doing stand-up in front of pins at a bowling alley. I mean, I've been there. I know what it's like.
1: Right.
0: You know, but I can see myself. I can see myself in five years doing stand-up in an Alzheimer's unit wearing an adult diaper. No pants. Just an adult diaper. I keep saying the same jokes over and over again. And they'll keep laughing. Because they can't remember shit. It'll be the greatest stand-up ever.
1: Can you tell me a little bit of what it was like opening up for Doug Stanhope?
0: Opening for Doug Stanhope? Oh, that was great. That was surreal. That was fantastic. That ah, was, was great, yeah. Where was the in show? Harrisburg. Okay. At the HMAC in Harrisburg a couple years ago. Yeah, it was great. It was great. I mean, it was, it was surreal. It was a high point of my stand-up career. It was like 600 people. Uh, uh, they love me. Uh, he, Doug left me to do a long set. Uh, I was the opening act. He paid me. Uh, all my booze was on him as much as I wanted, whatever I wanted was on Doug's tab. Uh, he talked about me as national podcast and what a big fucking asshole I am. But Hey, he said my name. He said my name on his podcast. It was great. Cause that's a, that's like an international podcast. Yeah. Cause he's an international comedian. I mean, uh, next year he's t- he's t- doing another tour of England and Ireland, you know. So, yeah, it was great. It was surreal. I mean, it was it was fantastic, and uh, it was so great. I mean, I was high like for three days afterwards. It, it, it was incredible. I hope I get to open for him again someday, but who knows? I hope so. But I was just recently uh, on Doug Stanhope podcast four fifty one just a week last week.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I listened to that the day it came out. That was a, it was a good one. And,
0: uh, what, what what do you think of it? What do you think of it? You like it?
1: I did. I did enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. I definitely. i
0: got some really good feedback. You guys. I've got some really good feedback on it.
1: You guys definitely have a rapport together.
0: Yeah. He's good. Yeah. It's getting to the point where like, he's a big international comedian. We're kind of getting to be buddies a little bit, you know, at least, at least he knows who the fuck I am. Yeah. That's
1: the <laughs> he first... knows who the fuck I am. Yeah. That's the first step. Yeah.
0: He knows me. And like, you know, he used to have his own show on the comedy channel one time, you know, Doug's been around. Yeah. He's been in Senate for over thirty years. Yeah. He started out young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How of course, he's s- very talented. Yeah. That helps too.
1: How would you say? And I'm getting concentrating on you again. How would you say your act has your act evolved at all since you started to now?
0: Oh fuck yeah! Of course, of course. Every every comedian's act evolves. Yeah. Did you ever see early Chris Rock? Did you ever see early Chris yeah. Rock doing standup? Yeah. You did. Yeah. I did too. I see him now? Oh, wow. It's not the same comedian. It's not the same comedian. Mm-hmm. Early Chris Rock, who was like on the Rodney Dangerfield special? Right. It was not. Nothing like this Chris Rock. I mean, nothing. You know? And I think that's all for all comedians who just keep working or keep doing it. I mean, you evolve. You evolve, you know? And and you're constantly evolving. And, and you know, I'm my, I'm my biggest critic. I am my biggest critic. And I'm always critiquing if I do a set, you know, you know, what worked, what didn't work, uh, you know, and I'm uh, always trying to, you know, to, you know, to get better. I'm always striving to get better. And so, yeah, I've evolved a lot and I'll continue evolving to, to, uh, to, I'm in mean, the Alzheimer's, you know, wearing an adult diaper, but I'll continue to evolve, uh, you know, and uh, I'll do, I'll do stand up until I croak. This is my passion. I love stand up. Mm. I'll just stand up until I, if I can't stand up, I'll be a sit down comedian and I will. I'll keep, you know, I'll I I'll, I'll do off the stage like those fucking toilet chairs. Yeah. You know, I will. Yeah, yeah. We will we'll be on stage uh, a toilet chair. Yeah, so I could, so I could take a big dump on my fucking stand and piss a couple of sides to, Yeah. You know, where I, where I become incontinent, you know, the yeah. incontinent comedian.
1: <laughs> you gotta you gotta close with that. You-
0: yeah, like, like you know, like uh, yeah, like good examples like. <laughs> yeah, okay. somebody said, "Hey, did you hear Trump slay this shit?" No, but I could smell it because <laughs> he has a so-called. There's a so-called rumor. Uh-huh. I don't know if it's fact or rumor that that former President Trump uh, wears an adult diaper and frequently shits himself. Now I don't know if that's true. Okay, it's a rumor. I know a comedian who's a very good friend of mine that does some great material about that. That's hilarious. And. I don't know, but uh, who the fuck cares? We'll uh, keep it going. I've heard it. I don't know if it's, it might not be true. But, you know, you know. And so uh, on uh, that show on MSNBC, the 11th hour, now they say once in a while that he wears, he wears these giant pants. It's like an ongoing joke about Trump's giant pants. Uh-huh. He wears these like giant pants. Is that so he like, wears the bigger diapers. so he can carry like, a march off the bigger load of shit in his pants? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, send a big load of shit in his pants. Yeah, yes. Hail to the chief. The chief just shit. Hail <laughs> to the chief shit. <laughs> big chief shit. Hail to the big chief shit. People need to laugh more than ever. Fucking pandemic. This is one crazy fucking bullshit. People need to laugh. You know, pandemic. All the live shows were down like a fucking year i mean there were some live shows going on some places which i thought was totally insane Uh i mean i wouldn't do them but uh yeah people need to laugh more than ever they sure do and i'm and that's my responsibility is to make them laugh and i accept that responsibility and i can shoulder that responsibility i have big shoulders and i can carry that weight make people laugh make them laugh Yes.
1: What were some, what Make were some fun. shows for you that, that you, you remember fondly?
0: Was- oh, shows I did or
1: shows you've done. Yeah.
0: Oh, well, Sandhub is, is is number one mm-hmm. uh, The show last Thursday in Memphis is high up on the list. Very high. Uh, uh, there's others. Oh, I did a show, uh, in uh, Chambersburg a couple years ago that, uh, went really well. Uh, I uh, did a show in Hagerstown a couple years ago that went really great. Stands out my mind. I've done a lot of shows. There's some I like to forget, too. Uh, I did a show one time in Manhattan when it went really well at the Broadway Comedy Club a couple of years ago. went really well. And it's like, you know, it's like crazy. It's like sometimes like all the energy in the universe just comes together. Sometimes You know? Yeah. And some nights it doesn't. You know? Sometimes You know? Yeah. You know, <laughs> I've died on stage a couple of times. You know? <laughs> But I'm a trooper. Yeah. yeah. And I've been thrown out, I've been thrown out of some places too. I'm you know, I i do not deny it. I've been thrown out of some places. Yes, I have. Mm. A little too over the edge for some of these likely correct assholes. Asshole. Comedy to me is freedom. Comedy is freedom within certain parameters. It's not complete, total, and freedom. I mean, there's some things you don't do. Like you don't do racist shit. You don't do any Semitic shit. But most other stuff is fair game. Mm-hmm. Okay, like that's the way. That's the way of the world. And so, comedy is freedom. And I like when I do a gig. I always say, "Hey, are there any rules or restrictions?" And I like when they say, "The only rule is be funny." Say, yes, this is my show. Be mm-hmm. funny. Or to say, "Oh, don't 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 drop an f bomb. Don't drop a c bomb." Don't say shit too many times. Oh, I, I had a thing one time. I'll tell you a story. Yeah, uh, I got to open uh, at a club where the owner of the comedy club thinks I'm really funny. Thanks, Nick. And he told me, he said, I want you to open for our big draw, which is Raymond, the Amish comedian. You ever hear of him?
1: I have heard of him. I've not seen him, but I've heard of him, yeah.
0: Okay. Well, anyways, but he said, well, I want to open her for Raymond. It was a couple years ago, I said, "Okay, great." So he said, "You come here tonight on the show." He said, "Don't talk to anybody but me. It's the owner." Okay, I said, "Fine." I went there with my former girlfriend. I took my former girl, one of my ex-girlfriends. How come all my girlfriends have X in front of their fucking name? All of them. What the fuck's going on? I took my former girlfriend. <coughs> Excuse me. And he said, "Sit there." Then he said, "Okay, sit in the back of the colony club. You sit there." Fine. I sat there, and my girlfriend sat next to me. And then the manager, comes over, the manager comes over and says, hey, you can't sit in there I said, oh, Nick he Says, oh, okay. He walked away. <laughs> so then we're sitting, we're sitting, and the guy who's the host that night walks over to me and he says, you can't name any names. <laughs> the names of the changed to protect the innocent. <laughs> and he says, you're going to get two minutes. That's two fucking minutes. Two motherfucking minutes you yeah, got two minutes. He said, I'm going to go on first. I'm going to do ten minutes. Ten minutes. You're going to do two fucking minutes. And he said, "He said, how do you want me to introduce you? I said, oh, Tony Wagner, the gangster comedy. Right? That's simple. Okay, so you sit by the stage. I'll do my ten. Then I'll introduce you. Great. Okay, so i sitting by the stage. He's up there talking about his dog's vulva. Talking about his dog's vulva. Wow. Like, that's as funny as fucking cancer. His dog's vulva. Okay, then I get on the stage. I said, he me, and he says, he must have amnesia, because he says, okay, here's some local guy, Tony Viagra. I go, thanks a fucking lump. Some local guy. Thank you. Thank you, asshole. So I go on the stage. It's, the place is crowded. I mean, these are big draws, you know? they place is packed. And I go up, and I uh, and, uh, said, so, you know, welcome to, you know, where we present family-friendly comedy. Super for the entire family. I Has anyone here ever eaten rotten cut?" And the place exploded. I mean, they went nuts. They went nuts. I mean, they were howling. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did my two minutes, you know. Uh, and then I walk off the stage, walking up to everybody, trying to shake my hand, like, hey, this is fucking awesome, you know. And I walked to the back of my girlfriend, she said, you were unbelievable. I thought, wow, this is surreal. It's okay. We're sitting in the back, and here comes Raymond goes on. He's the star. He's the headliner, you know. I'm nobody. Raymond goes on He says, first thing he says, what do you of some old guy up for talking about cut? I thought he was, you know, making it funny, making a joke about it. Turns out he was pissed off because I stole some of Raymond's thunder. And then the manager of the comedy club, the names have been changed to protect the innocent, goes on the internet the next day and trashes me to shit for saying cut before the headliner. And you never say cut before the headliner. That's one of the, the intrinsic rules of comedy. You never say cut before the headliner. Never, never. That's a rule that I never fucking heard of. Nobody else ever heard of either. You never say cut any trash me to shit. So I, I contacted the website. I said, hey, man, this has nothing to do with you. And, and they said, okay, they took it down. And I called the owner. I said, hey, man. He said, you told that fat fuck. I'm going to turn. I'm going to sue his fucking ass. So that night didn't exactly go that great, but the crowd loved me. And that I learned. You never say cut before the headliner. Okay, okay. No seat bombs before the headliner. Okay, that's fine. I said I dropped the seat bomb before Doug Stanhope. So I guess I'm still fucking and Doug didn't give a fuck. So it doesn't matter. But that's their rule. That's their rule. They can shove their rope up their fucking ass. Okay? Okay. And so comedy is freedom within certain parameters. Hmm. Who- if you don't like my kind of comedy, send the fuck home. I want people to know what they're getting when I'm there, if it's not your thing, stay the fuck out. Don't bother me. I don't want to get fucking pissed off with some fucking assholes giving me shit. And I get a heckler. I'm great with hecklers because okay. I shut them down right away. You have to. And I do. I shut them down right away or they'll destroy you if you don't. Mm-hmm. I have zero tolerance for hecklers. Zero. Do you
1: ex- ex- I shouldn't like that. Do you ex- experience but,
0: many? Oh, uh, sure. Everybody. Every comedian has. Yeah jump right under shit and so it's, it's like you put the spotlight on him it's like you know he shut yeah. up, you know.
1: Who are some oh, comedians yeah. who are some comedians that you listen to that or you're influenced by
0: Oh none. I don't watch any now. I don't so okay. my policies I don't watch any comedians. I don't want to be influenced by the comedians. So I mean back when in the sixties I used to watch Ed Sullivan show and like those were my favorite comedians. Some of them on there were made. I, I, I loved some of the comedians on the Ed Sullivan show like like Jackie Vernon. Okay. Uh comic genius. Remember Jackie Vernon?
1: I don't know him now.
0: Comic genius. Stanley Byron Handleman. A very funny guy. Very, you know, those those two guys were big cuz they run the the show. I mean, to be a, on that show you had to be really big. Yeah. Uh you know, and uh oh Jackie Mason. Love Jackie Mason.
1: Jackie Mason, I know. Yeah,
0: yeah he's great. Yeah, with the, with that accent. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, that's Albert Blackball know, actually. Really? And he was out of out of the loop for a long time because that Sullivan was so powerful in the show business. Yes, yeah, so he got he got pissed off at Jackie Mason. You know you know that story? No, I didn't you know that know. story when Ed Sullivan, yeah, uh, uh, Jackie was on this Sullivan show doing stand up and and something CBS News wanted to cut away for something about some special report, something happened, blah blah blah, big deal, you know. They wanted to cut away from the Sullivan show. So so Ed, you know, Ed looked like he was embalmed. Remember Ed, you know, said, you, know yeah. you know you know, okay, he was fucking embalmed. Yeah, you know, hey you know and he's making these off stage, pointing at Jackie Mason, making these these ruminations. And Jackie Mason thought he was having a seizure or something. So Jackie made a motion back at him. But Ed thought Jackie gave him the finger. Jackie did not give him the finger, but Ed thought he did. And Ed got so pissed off, he blackballed Jackie Mason from show business for years. Wow. For years. I mean, Jackie went invisible for years. The only place I know that he was, used to perform was in the Catskills you know, the Jewish Porsche belt. Yep. He performed there every summer. But as far as that, I mean, he didn't come back until like 79 or 80 when he started uh, his own one-man show on Broadway. It was a huge success called The World According to Me.
1: Yes, I've seen and, that
0: show. Yeah, and there's an album out. It's on an album. And actually, I went to see him uh, do that, uh, do The World According to Me. He did it at the Valley Forge Music Fair in the early ages I went, and it was great. He's great. And also, of course, you had a little he had a little Rodney Dangerfield. He was on this Ed Sullivan show a lot, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rodney Dangerfield. So those are my favorite. Oh, and London Lee. Another guy in Ed Sullivan show a lot. London Lee. I don't know where he ever got to, but he's on a lot. And he had his own. Oh, and uh, Allen and Rossi. They were on Ed Sullivan a lot, too. Alan and Rossi. Uh, and I met Marty Allen years later. I met a very nice guy. A really nice guy, Marty Allen. A very nice guy. Yeah.
1: So we don't we don't have to go into anything you you, you don't want to. But um, what, okay, what was cool. your experience like in the Air Force, if you wouldn't mind going into that a little bit?
0: I was I, I, I got injured and uh, I went up with a blood and ulcer that hemorrhaged so bad I was bled to death mm. and I was in intensive care getting transfusions and that ended my Air Force career. Um, uh, not very happy about it. It happened 41 years ago, and I'm still unhappy about it. So, that's about all I'm going to say about that. Okay, accept my, my discharge says honorable, honorable discharge for service connected disability. So, I'm a disabled veteran. I am a disabled veteran, a service connected disabled veteran. Mm-hmm. Not proud of it, but I had no say in it. It's what it is, and uh, so that's the timeline of insanity.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So then, um, after that, you went into law and, um... Yeah.
0: Actually, 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 I got a job right away, and I went to graduate school at night and I got a Master's in Business at Penn State. That's the first thing I did. Okay. I worked really hard. I got a Master's in Business at Penn State. I don't know why. It was a total fucking waste. But I got it. But I knew, I knew that I had to go to law school. If I didn't go to law school, my head was going to explode. I had to go. Mm-hmm. I just had to go. It's like a, like an obsession. It was an obsession, and my former girlfriend, my ex-girlfriend,
1: ex-girlfriend, another ex-girlfriend. one,
0: <laughs> another ex-girlfriend, who had a really big rack. I mean, had an awesome rack. I mean, I love her rack. Oh, it was great. Oh, she had a great rack. It was big. Oh, and beautiful. Oh yeah. And uh, she did not want me to go to law school. Okay. Uh, she was adamant about. Not wanting me to go to law school. In fact, she wanted to get married yesterday. You know, one of the fucking bitches. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's like, I got to do this. Instead of supporting me, you know, let's get married and just be miserable the rest of our fucking lives. And
1: <laughs>
0: so uh, she couldn't understand, especially first semester, that uh, I had absolutely no time for anything. She couldn't understand it. And I didn't because it's insane. So uh, Christmas time... And the first semester, uh, she finally left me because she just wasn't getting what she wanted, which was an engagement ring. She wasn't getting one. So it just shows you how much that big phony loaded of loved me. So she left me and we just thank God because it took that stress off because she's very stressful. Or, so that stress was gone. I could more uh, focus on law school is where my focus had to be. Because I had two. At the time, I had two folks. I wasn't doing stand-up at the time. I'm, I wish I would have been. But I didn't have the time to take a shower. But I had two. I was focused. I was focused, make it like a laser. Two things: graduating, passing the bar exam. That was my focus. That's my entire focus. I was working. I went to law school at night while I worked. And it was very hard. But I did that. And I graduated ten months early. Just so you know how really fucking crazy I am. And nobody should ever do that because it will probably kill you if you try to do that. Mm-hmm. So and I did it, and I almost died actually, but I survived. So. And that was the best training. Law school was the best training to be a stand-up comedian. It was great training for stand-up comedy. I mean, it was the best training. get for so? stand-up comedy. The trial work, and there was, it was great training for stand-up. Oh, because all the assholes, you know, you're, you're, yeah, I mean, your classmates in law school, with a few exceptions, are the biggest bunch of sociopathic assholes you've ever been on in your life. Okay? Obnoxious, overbearing people. Yeah. That's, and then doing the trial work certainly helps you to be, you know, stand up in front of people and, and, and just talk and get really comfortable doing that, which is what some comedians do. So it really good training for that.
1: Old Man Adler is the man to see when you want to be
0: taller than she. Because Old Man Adler does a lot for
1: you. Confidentially with his
0: elevator, 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 elevator shoe. There
1: is one Adler shoe store at 128 West 42nd Street. So you mentioned a few characters no. at the beginning.
0: yeah. Well, I'm always thinking of new characters. Uh, I thought of this character a long time ago, probably more than 15 years ago. I used to, when I used to live in Northwestern Lancaster County, I used to be a big road biker, you know, the pedal type. Uh-huh. And I lived in a bike heaven, so I'd be out every Saturday, like doing a 40 mile bike ride out in beautiful Lancaster County, out in the country. And you know, biking, you know, for hours by yourself, you start thinking of all kinds of stuff. And one day, as I remember I up Thinking about, you know, you know. of course I was doing this thing about stand-up and blah, blah, And, and then came, I thought, Tony Viagra. Thought, yeah, that's it. That's it. Tony Viagra. First of all, it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. And they sound like a real cool jerk. And that's how I thought of it. I was doing a 40-mile bike ride one Saturday in northwestern Lancaster County a long time ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Other characters, you know, like Rusty Floorboard, uh, that just came along not long after uh, Tony must have came along later the Comedy Cowboy. I really like that character, too. I don't do it enough. I really like that character. Uh, uh, Bob Hopeless. That was like a one-time thing. Uh, uh, Frank Perdue from Perdue Farmer. is a one-time thing. Uh, who else? Lance Boyle. Uh, oh! Uh, Flash Flood is one of my characters. Flash Flood okay. is also one of my characters. And, and I'm going to be working on a video. I have to do it. I have the idea. That I'm doing a a video where I'll be uh, a Senator Itch McConnell. <laughs> Senate Majority Leader Itch McConnell. Yeah, uh-huh. I have the whole thing down. I got to just, just get motivated and do the fucking video. And I have a friend who will edit the video for me. So I just got to do the fucking... In fact, I have two more videos to do. Actually, I have three more videos to do. I have Itch McConnell, uh, the, the advertiser for the personal injury attorney, which is going to be really funny. And then I'm doing uh, my own uh, video album, a Tony Bagger video album. Uh, I'm going to do. i to work on that, too. A video and, uh, album. Yeah, if, if I can figure out, it'll be available, like, the iTunes store and that kind of thing. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm going to work on that, yeah. Yes, so, got to get moving on these things. Uh, uh, you know, too much fucking around, you know. Too much fucking around. And, I, I, you know, I, I go to the gym every day, and that, that takes up a lot of time, too. I get fucked I just came from the gym. Oh, yeah? And, uh, I just came from the gym. Yeah, uh, I go to the gym every day. I'm a, I'm a gym freak, a gym rat, a gym rat. It a, you know, you're a freak. Now I'm a gym rat, and uh, I'm a yoga freak, a yoga freak and a gym rat. Uh, oh, I do you? yoga every morning. I do my yoga every morning. Been doing it for, yoga. I started doing yoga. Oh my god! Like 45 years ago, I started doing yoga. I should be a fucking yogi, a yogi bear. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, those are my addictions. Uh, addictions. Yoga, the gym, and stand up comedy. Those are my three addictions. Yeah, I, I'm I'm happy. I'm doing my thing, you know. So I'm happy. Com stands my passion. And uh so if anybody has a any live gigs coming up and you want to in on it or gets a lot last man, Tony is your guy. You reach out to me at, uh you out reach me a messenger, uh find me on Facebook, or you can contact me at email. Comedy at gmail.com. You can email me. And, uh, yeah, I'd love to do your live gigs, uh, uh, if the rice is right. Yeah, I'd love to do your live gigs. I have done live gigs. And uh, I'm the man for your show, the man with the plan, the man with the plan who, who can withstand all the bullshit. I'm the man.
1: What a podcast, people. It was great to have Tony Viagra on the show. Don't forget, you could find Tony Viagra on Instagram and on Facebook. Check out, he's got a lot of shows coming up. He's gonna be adding shows. I'm gonna to try to get him a show right here in Strasbourg if I can swing it. You could find this episode and a whole lot more episodes on all major podcast platforms and YouTube. What does that mean? That means Spotify, the podcast app, Google Play, iTunes. And again, YouTube with video. This time around, if you're listening to this audio, you can see Tony Viagra's beautiful face if you jump to the YouTube version. You can find me and what I'm up to on Instagram, at Albert Shivers. And again, on Facebook, simply Albert Shivers. We got a lot of good guests coming up, and I got a lot of big ideas moving forward for the podcast. And once again, I really want to thank you guys for listening. Thanks for sticking with me for each and every episode. In the meantime, I want you to take care of yourself and take care of somebody else. I love you guys. Also, Create and Be Art Studio. For the next month, my work and the work of a bunch of other great artists are there. Go check it out. And in the meantime, I will talk to you on the next podcast. Be well.